Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. I'm an INFP, and I always felt like a misfit in love. Um, This deep well of emotions always led to misunderstood sentiments and unmet emotional needs. And it took a long time for me to understand that there is a way of navigating it. But as I began to understand my INFP personality type, compatibility started to make sense. So here are some lessons that I learned. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help INFPs to find clarity and purpose through the personality type. And when we are talking about love and being in a relationship, there are many different dynamics that go into it, of course. But a lot of what we bring to the situation through our personality type also causes some of the issues. And that is not saying that we are wrong or that our personality type is broken or flawed. It's just we don't necessarily know how to wield it because we haven't been taught how to do it. And we prevent ourselves from learning those extremely powerful, impactful lessons because we are afraid of what will happen if we expose ourselves, our heart, if we open up our soul to the other person. So I was once lost in communication and I was unable to convey the depth of emotions that I felt. And I don't, I don't think I'll ever reach the ability to completely communicate everything that I'm feeling inside. And I no longer think that that is the goal. I no longer expect that to happen because I know that as an INFP, we feel so deeply about so many different things and Quite frankly, we don't even understand everything about ourselves, so how would we be able to communicate that to someone else? But I have improved at it, and that improvement has led to me being less isolated, less feeling like I'm misunderstood, less feeling like that that is the end of the world, and I've gained more knowledge about myself as an INFP and what I can bring to the world. So that's what I want to give you in this video too, is a glimpse into how to approach that. So I found that these five different traits or qualities are things that we look for in relationships, and there are more, and I would like to hear more about which ones resonate with you and which ones I've left out. The first one is emotional depth. We want to be able to connect with somebody on a deep emotional level that really just resonates, like it feels like we are vibrating with the same emotional frequency. And this heightened sense of sensitivity that INFPs have to other people's emotions based on our own understanding of who we are and what we would do in that situation and what we have experienced before can lead to a really complex situation. And if it's not dealt with in the right way, then it becomes so idealistic that we expect this other person to live up to all these superhero type traits and abilities that, uh, you know, it's unfair to expect another person to do. Being able to be emotionally present and open and have that depth and be able to connect with another person on that level is something that we are always going to strive for. And I suggest that you figure out how to do that by getting in contact with your own 
I'm not sure where I was in that train of thought. There was a brief emergency in the house, so I had to run. Uh, now I've lost uh, wherever I was. INFPs rely on emotional depth within themselves, and we want to share that with somebody else. We want to have somebody in our lives that gets us, that understands who we are. And that can be really hard because a lot of times we don't express that with other people because introverted feeling is not about emoting and expressing whatever it is that is going inside of us all the time. It's feeling it inward and trying to sift through and like make this puzzle, complete this puzzle of who we are and our identity. And when we have to expose who we are and share these things that we feel with other people, we open ourselves up to one, giving us some feedback that makes us contemplate our identity and who we are. And like, are we, am I actually a bad person? And did I do the wrong thing in that situation? If that's true, then I need to rethink my whole identity and my life and who I am and what I want to become and the people I surround myself with and my environment and my dreams and passions. <laughs> like, there's a lot to fumble with after getting feedback from other people. So a lot of times we just, we cover it. And also we've likely gone through the lessons that, well, you know, maybe we shared something when we were younger and it was ridiculed or somebody said that we were overly emotional. And then we took that to heart instead of, you know, that person was having a bad day or didn't know how to control their emotions or express their emotions. We took it as we are the problem and that, uh, you know, sharing is a bad thing that's going to cause trouble and cause us to stand out in a way that we don't want to and be ostracized and all these other bad things, which is, you know, it's not the case. It will happen. It'll happen. I, I guarantee that. But if you do it enough and you get better at wielding that and expressing your emotions and emotional depth and what is really important to you, you will find ways of communicating it better, more easily, and then also being like a beacon that brings like-minded people to you. You need to train, you need to practice. You can't just do it once and then be like, ah, it didn't work for me. Guess I'm gonna stay in my cabin and just lock myself in with my books and my cat. It's not, it's not gonna lead to a life that is ultimately fulfilling in my opinion. I, I've been through that fantasy in my life many times. Like, oh, it would be great if I was just alone by myself forever in the woods. And I know that deep down there's, there's a part that really just wants to connect with somebody else too. And in order to do that, you got to open up, got to be willing to share and express and expose yourself. And that can be vulnerable. It's a vulnerable place to be, I understand. But if it was easy, then you'd already be doing it and not watching this video. Also, shared values. We want somebody who shares a lot of the same values as us. And they don't have to share all of them. Like, it's nice to, again, resonate on the same level as somebody else with something and have this harmony that creates lasting bonds with another person. Like, I, I cannot be around somebody who is racist. It just doesn't work. And I know that's an extreme value that somebody might have. Those kind of clashes create a lot of tension within us. It could be something like veganism 
Um, if that's important to you and you're with somebody who doesn't feel the same way about it, it's likely okay for a while, but eventually I think it'll probably start to eat at you. <laughs> Pun intended, I suppose. And you will start to have a little bit of a grudge against the other person, a little bit of like vendetta against them. And either you're trying to convert them or you just are like, well, you know, they're going to be them and I'm going to be me and I'm going to be over here. <laughs> and we just slowly separate. A lot of times as INFPs, we don't want to change other people. But if it's somebody that's really important to us and we see that they have this like potential within them, that if they just did this thing or if they just changed this thing, then, you know, they could unlock all these different possibilities for their lives, then we, we tend to invest a lot of ourselves into it. And sometimes that comes from us projecting our values onto other people. Got to be careful with it. Next, understanding. This is the ability to decode these unspoken ideas and emotions and themes um, between both of us. And a lot of what INFPs do is unspoken. And actually, um, there's a, a saying that comes from NLP that is, you, can't, you cannot not communicate. You cannot not communicate. What that means is everything that you do communicates something, whether it's you actually saying the thing, whether it's in your body language, whether it's you not saying the thing, that is communicating something to the other person. And so within that, there's a lot of unspoken but communicated emotions and ideas and knowledge that we expect the other person to pick up on. And a lot of times it's like, from my own personal experience, it's like, well, of course I love you. If I didn't, then, you know, I wouldn't be here. So I'm, in my mind, I'm, I'm communicating it by just being here and being around, and, you know, but not necessarily expressing it. And that has been something that I've been learning a lot in my life as I get older of the necessity to communicate it and that not everybody acts in the same way. And Although you know that as an INFP, you know, not everybody is an INFP and everybody acts like INFPs, uh, we still expect people to understand the world in the same way that we do. And it, it's a little unfair for them too. Next, personal growth. Something that's been really important to me uh, with a partner has always been their potential in personal development. Like what can they become? What are they doing to progress their lives and where where do they want to move forward to in their life if i see that the other person is just like showing up as an npc and just repeating the same things every day and not enjoying life not moving the needle forward as they say then i tend to lose interest in them and so finding somebody who is has that drive to improve their life also helps us when we don't feel like doing it when we when we feel like we need somebody to hold us accountable and to keep us going and to, you know, reach down into the pit of despair and pull us out and help us and brush us off and, and, you know, get us moving again. Well, we need somebody else who's aligned with some sort of, you know, forward momentum goal. And if we don't have that, then it can lead to a, like two people just continuously pulling themselves down back into the pit of despair. 
And then the one that throws a magical monkey wrench into the whole thing is we want our independence. And so we want this everlasting, deep connection with another person, but we also want the ability to just, just to ghost for a little bit, to go do our own thing, to go disappear for a day or two and do whatever it is that we want to do to refresh and understand ourselves. Because deep down, we want the relationship with ourself to be the deepest one. Like we need to know ourselves. We need to understand ourselves. And if we're getting to the point where we've merged and blended with somebody else too much, then sometimes we feel like we need to just take a step back and get reacquainted with ourselves. And if that isn't allowed, then that causes a lot of issues. And it, it again, is one of those things that starts to create a little bit more, a little bit more slack, a little bit more repelling, if you imagine like two magnets or something, then that builds up and it builds up unless it's dealt with properly. And asking for alone time is not a problem. If you can't ask for it, then there are bigger issues in the relationship. And within our personality type, how some of these traits come about is introverted feeling, again, the soul, resonating soul aspect of ourselves. This wants deep connection with another person and ourselves and to be true and aligned with our values. Extroverted intuition, our auxiliary function is the explorer. It wants the freedom to change, the freedom to explore new possibilities and ideas. You put those together and it gets really idealistic about love and relationships and emotions and possibilities in the world. We also want to bond with somebody else by creating a sense of familiarity and consistency through our introverted sensing, our tertiary function. This is creating uh, experiences that stand the test of time, traditions and habits and you know, routines that we share with another person. Maybe you know Thursday night's the night that we watch our favorite TV show. Some sort of like bonding experiential time that we spend with another person. And then extroverted thinking, we aspire to have somebody in our lives that is going to um, help get our lives together, help create some organization, but also not be too overbearing with it. Still to affirm our soul, introverted feeling, but to help us get things going and move along in the direction that we want to move and to um, accomplish a lot of those goals that we have that are super big and lofty and amazing goals that we just don't know how to achieve and accomplish. And if you want some more help with that, you can check out this video over here to learn more about how to accomplish goals as an INFP. Let us know down below in the comments what resonated with you and good luck, have fun. Peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one -on -one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.